Hello everyone, and welcome to Spin Moves for August 21st, 2016. This is going to be a massive episode, so please pack a lunch. Uh, first things first, though, I want to go through a couple of uh, news items, and then we'll move into the games from week two of the preseason. Uh, first thing is uh, the trade. Uh, the trade of the week, the trade of the offseason with Doriel Green-Beckham going to Philadelphia for uh, Dennis Kelly, who is a swing tackle, which means he can play either guard or tackle. He's a backup. Uh, apparently, uh, Tennessee figured they could use him, and they also figured that DGB was not worth holding on to. So, uh, on my notes here... I have that this is good news for Tajay Sharp and for Richard Matthews for obvious reasons. Kind of cuts out the uh, the questions as to who's going to be the target. Uh, I also think it's potentially good news for Carson Wentz. You know, between him and all the other targets they now have in Philly, if he pans out, they could do some things. Uh, but I do think that it's bad for DGB in the short term only because one. He was let go by a team. Uh, but two, you know, the other team, as of right now, they're starting Sam Bradford, who is a, a lesser, has lesser qualities than Marcus Mariota right now. But when Carson Wentz gets in, we'll see what happens. Um, and then I also, I also feel that this hurts Nelson Aguilar, but that's yet to be determined, so I have a question mark next to that, just based on how they're going to scheme him and, and use him. I, I obviously don't feel that this is going to hurt Jordan Matthews at all. Um, I do question if it'll hurt someone like Zach Ertz, but I also doubt it. I see him being more of an outside target. They're going to use his height as a mismatch. Uh, but he could see in some inside work. So we will definitely see there uh, the second part of news is uh, that Carlos Williams was released. And uh, for people like me that, that literally grabbed and bought Jonathan Williams everywhere, this is exciting. You know, this is what you wanted to see. Uh, Carlos Williams, according to the latest reports, says that even though the Bills had him around 229 as a weight, he was actually bolstering 261. <laughs> so... Unfortunately, between his weight, which is the quote-unquote why they said that they released him, um, you know, plus he had the foreign game suspension and everything. So uh, uh, he will go somewhere. Someone will pick him up. He had seven touchdowns last year, the most of any Bills running back. So he will go somewhere. He will be fine. Uh, but he, I don't think he's ever going to become what it looked like he was starting to become last year. I think the best you can hope for is a backup role that if somebody gets injured, he'll be given an opportunity, but it will take that to happen. As for the Bills, even though they signed Reggie Bush, I still think he'll be relegated to the third down back, the pass catcher. Uh, so I do see Jonathan Williams being the obvious backup to LaShawn McCoy and Mike Gillisley being basically another option if they decide to go committee. Uh, but in the... We'll get to the games and everything. That it'll help me reinforce that a little bit. Uh, but as far as uh, Jonathan Williams, this may be the time to sell, if not now, soon. Only because if they like, let's say that they end up liking Lashawn McCoy, he goes throughout playing this year. They could easily grab someone next year 
in the 2017 draft as the, to groom as the future starter and leaving Jonathan Williams out to dry. And at that point, his value will crash. So you may want to move him now for a second. You probably got him for a third in your, uh, your rookie draft, you know, or you took him late enough in your startup. So it's still, you're still getting more out of it. Um, but, you know, I, I personally am holding on for a little bit more, but if he has a couple of good games, I'll be moving for a 2017 second as quick as I can. Now on to all of our preseason games. I'll be as quick as possible to run through them. Uh, the first one was Philadelphia 17, Pittsburgh uh, 0. And uh, that's because... Uh, Landry, uh, he decided he was going to throw four uh, interceptions in the first half of the game. And uh, so my takeaway from the whole entire game is basically Big Ben better not get hurt because there is nothing as far as depth at QB for uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Cincinnati uh, beat Detroit 30-14. to uh, For those of you that play in IDP, uh, to hear Whitehead, the uh, middle linebacker for Detroit, had the most tackles in the game. Now, granted, that depends when they come in, they play and everything, but usually defenses play uh, longer in uh, preseason and everything. I think Whitehead's going to have an amazing year. Uh, now, as far as on Cincinnati, Tyler Boyd is looking good. I think that Tyler Boyd's going to be... You know, he's going to be a, uh, a kickoff returner. He's going to be the second receiving option behind A.J. Green. I, you're going to see him everywhere on the field. And honestly, he is officially, if you haven't drafted yet, I feel that he is the 106 easy as far as a rookie draft pick. So uh, moving on then to New England and Chicago. New England, 23, Chicago, 22. Um, my my first note that I have on here is I asked myself when did Chicago become the second Cleveland, and that's because besides Cutler as their quarterback, they have two castaways at quarterback in Brian Hoyer and uh, Connor Shaw, uh, both of which, uh, hey man. <laughs> uh, then I look at uh, Langford and Howard. They performed actually really well. They performed about equal, so it's gonna further. Uh, the question down the road, who is going to come out of it on top? And honestly, you could very easily see the uh, narrative starting of there being basically a committee. I think they'll give Langford the first crack and everything, but I wouldn't be surprised if both guys ultimately end up sharing and cutting into each other's time. Uh, Kevin White, though, did not have a good start. Uh, he had three targets, caught one for six yards. That was his day. And then uh, there's still no Dion Lewis. And when I wrote the notes on these, uh, uh, we had no idea, you know, what was going on. But literally five minutes before I started recording this, it came out that he's actually going to have a second surgery on that knee where they, where they repaired the ACL. And his timetable is indefinite. So I would scratch him off your list for, you know, for this year. I... Um, I guess he's going. If it's if it's severe enough, it's severe enough where they have to go back in and repair. Um, he could be on pup just to see if it'll go. Maybe ir designated to return. But I mean, you know, if you're playing a redraft, why bother? And if you're playing dynasty, just hold on to him. Put him in your ir slot. 
wait until next year. You saw him, you saw him pop a little bit. Hopefully, after all of this is done, he can get back to it. The next game was Atlanta 24, Cleveland 13. Oh my gosh. As the resident Browns fan, RG3 got me excited. Now, I never thought I'd be saying that, but that catch that Barnage had looked awesome. So I am very happy that Barnage looks good post-surgery. I am very happy that another bomb fell from the sky and... We uh, <laughs> we have a Travis Benjamin replacement in Terrell Pryor. Uh, it looked beautiful. You know, they lost and everything, but that is fine. Uh, and another thing, though, for you that uh, play IDP and uh, you like to pay attention to rookies, both Deion Jones and Devondre Campbell played at linebacker. Uh, Jones was middle and Campbell was weak side. And... Uh, so it looks like uh, they're they're at least getting looks at him out there in the starting roles, and uh, man, if you look back on your uh, waiver wires and Devonta Campbell is still sitting there, grab him up. Yeah, I know he plays weak side, but he's gonna do stuff. Then we go on to the next game, which was Oakland twelve and Green Bay twenty. In that game, basically what I saw was uh, Carr was not effective. You know, he was very ineffective in what he did. He was 9 of 13 for 38 yards, and he underthrew uh, Amari Cooper really bad, and that actually ended up getting intercepted. And then my only note that I had for Green Bay, besides Eddie Lacy looking, you know, pretty good, getting an early touchdown and everything, was basically that, you know, Devontae Adams actually caught a ball in preseason. It was for 31 yards, but it was only one ball. So good to see him out there doing something. Uh, Minnesota 18, Seattle 11. Uh, Christine Michael is uh, looking pretty good for his second game in a row. This time he got 55 yards on 10 touches. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what to say. I, <laughs> I don't think that I'd want to hold out any hope or anything. Maybe he's just a, uh, he plays really good in August. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, Thomas Rawls did not play, but he took part in warm-ups. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, and then as far as on the Minnesota side, the one thing I noticed is uh, Laquan Treadwell had four targets but came up empty-handed every time. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that progresses and everything. I know he's a rook and everything, but we'll see uh, what ultimately ends up happening as far as the Friday games, we had the uh, New York Jets against Washington. Uh, Washington won 22-18. However, Matt Jones left the game with a sprained shoulder. And uh, uh, also I noticed that uh, Christian Hackenberg did not play at all. And it was said by the coaches that that was a coach's decision. The uh, one spot for uh, the Jets that seemed to be... Uh, Bright, though, was the Temple UDFA wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. And he uh, had six catches for 31 yards and a touchdown. Two of those catches accounted for 96 yards of that 131. The next game, it was Miami 14, Dallas 41. Uh, the first thing I noticed is that Kenny Stills is actually still a thing. Uh, he uh, caught both touchdowns that for uh for Miami to make that 14 points 
And uh, so Tannehill trusts him as a crew owner. I really was hoping that we'd see more positive things out of Carew, and he, he looked fine. But seeing Kenny Stills actually perform, you know, makes it'll be a, a harder uh, hill to climb, much taller. <laughs> and then uh, 41 points coming from Dallas. Uh, the only thing I can say is this. If you are in a league that's a dynasty league, or if you have, um, if you're in redraft and you have Tony Romo, Put a little mark next to Dak Prescott because if and when Tony Romo goes down this year, that's who they're going to turn to. And in Dynasty, I mean, snatch him up and throw him on your taxi squad if you have one because things are going to happen for this guy. He, he ran for two touchdowns. He threw two touchdowns. I mean, it looked so good. Uh, the next game on the list is Arizona 3, San Diego 19. Uh, the, the highlight reel showed it all, in all honesty. And when you see uh, um, uh, Carson Palmer go to dump off, throw the pass, uh, and all of a sudden Brandon Flowers breaks through, grabs it, and runs the 22 yards back in for the six-point um, uh, uh, pick. It was, it was, it was so funny. <laughs> and then, uh, But it was also good to see Keenan Allen... Uh, He's out there. He's re- recovered nicely from his lacerated kidney that put him out all of last year towards the end. So it was, uh, I believe he had two catches for 41 yards. And so it's good to see, especially if you have him as your wide receiver two, maybe even your wide receiver three if you're very rich at uh, at, at the position. I think that you're going to have a really, really good year out of him. And I, I think that he is... I'm a pretty good bet to be a wide receiver one at the end of the season. Uh, after that, we go to the uh, Saturday games. Uh, first off was Carolina 26, Tennessee 16. Tajay Sharp in the game um, had six catches for 68 yards, so he's locking down that starter spot that allowed them to um, uh, send off uh, DGB. Uh, now, one note that I did have here from Carolina is that Greg Olson did not play due to back spasms. Hopefully it's nothing too serious because a lot of people have Greg Olson rather high on their uh, tight end list. So fingers crossed that this is just more precautionary than anything that will dig into the actual season. Uh, as far as the next game, we have the Giants against Buffalo. And uh, the Giants put up a goose egg. Uh, they uh, Their turnovers were horrible. But what wasn't horrible was that spin move that Tyrod pulled off to get out of trouble and then throw the ball down the field. Tyrod looked amazing in that game. I, I There were a couple of times that you expected him just to get dropped, and he he saw the pressure coming. His head was looking the exact opposite way. Oh. You know, a lot of people question the fact why Buffalo paid him so much, but I'm I'm in the I'm officially in the park where I want to know why they didn't do it sooner. I think that he's going to turn out uh, that he's going to justify the amount of money that he is spending for sure. Uh, after that, we have uh, Baltimore 19, Indy 18. Uh, First things first, Luck is back. He went 8 for 8 for 71 yards. Now, he didn't score anything, but for a guy that has him in so many leagues, (laughs) so good to see you back. (laughs) 
And uh, secondly, for those of you that not only do um, uh, a league where you have offensive points scored, but for those of you that do uh, uh, your special teams where you get punt yards and kickoff yards, Kenneth Dixon was not only the second most used running back in the game on Saturday, but he also did kickoff returns. And that's going to probably end up being huge, not in the same vein of, like, say, a David Johnson last year, but I would say just a notch under that as long as he's getting opportunities on the field as well as in kickoffs. Uh, Tampa Bay 27, Jacksonville 21. Bortles still looks good. He threw two touchdown passes in limited time. Uh, one to uh, T.J. Yeldon, the other to Alan Hearns. You know, I, the the regression idea. I'm sure that it's going to be. You know, he's going to regress in total yards thrown and and touchdowns thrown and everything. But I, it may not be as much as people think it's going to be, because I mean he came out fast. Those two touchdowns happened relatively relatively quickly. Uh, on the Tampa Bay side, yeah, Jameis Winston struggled. Okay, he threw a pick. He had issues, but. Later in the thing, he was able to find um, uh, uh, Mike Evans for a four-yard faded pass into the end zone. Now it was against the second team defense, but I, you know, it's good to see Evans score. He's down, I believe, fifteen pounds. So I think good things will happen in Tampa Bay as well. Uh, the next game on the docket, I only have one note for this. It's a uh, New Orleans nine, Houston sixteen, and the question is, why not Brock? He threw a touchdown pass to Will Fuller, the rookie Will Fuller, who's looking really good and played opposite um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins yesterday. Hopkins was held to eight total yards the whole from his time out there, but Will Fuller was able to get the uh, get the nice touchdown off of him, and New Orleans did nothing. <laughs> uh, the next one is San Francisco 31, Denver 24. Uh, my first thing here I have is uh, now Mark Sanchez can add the chest fumble to his collection of bodily fumbles. Uh, secondly, I think Booker looks great as the backup to C.J. Anderson. Not only was he able to run, but he was able to do pass blocking when asked. And then finally, Carlos Hyde is back. and He did 6 for 28 yards and a score. I think that he, he may not see continuous success like he did in week one against Minnesota in the 2015 season, but I feel that he is going to be just fine when it comes to playing as the RB1 in San Francisco, unquestioned. Uh, and then finally, in, uh, the, in our last game, it was uh, the, uh, the Hard Knocks guys in L.A., the Rams, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, my first thought after watching it is, I mean, you got to see Goff. Uh, he struggled, but he came back and he scored. And then you got to see uh, Gurley score a three-yard touchdown. But to me, above Gurley, if you guys have Gurley, get Malcolm Brown. I mean, that guy, he, look, he looked really, really good. I believe he got 68 yards total uh, in, in, limited, in limited time. And I feel that he is going to just... You're going to have uh, Cunningham be your third down, pass catching, pass blocking, and everything. But if anything happens to Gurley, you are going to have Malcolm Brown step in. And it's going to be an obvious downgrade, but he's going to be on par with what you were getting from Trey Mason before uh, Gurley showed up. And then on the other side of the ball, Alex Smith. He looked great. You know, he looked like Alex Smith midseason. Uh, he was crisp. 
He ran a little bit, and he was, uh, you know, he got his one touchdown in <laughs> with uh, Jeremy Macklin. So it was good to see midseason form Alex Smith in the second game of the preseason. And uh, that's the wrap-up for all of the uh, Week 2 games. Uh, a couple of reminders before uh, we uh, get on out of here, though. Uh, this Tuesday night, we are going to be uh, having our uh, our Listener's League draft, and we're going to be doing it uh, live uh, in the sense that it's going to be a live draft via, via ESPN. And as we're doing it live with all these, you know, lovely listeners that uh, made it into the uh, the league, we're going to be making a podcast of it. So hopefully by Wednesday evening, we'll have a podcast out that goes through the draft itself, why we did what we did, uh, why we think other people did what they did. So we're going to use the opportunity to discuss uh, drafting strategies, uh, different techniques, things like that. And uh, now, for anything else, though, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email us at intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com or you can tweet me at intentional underscore G. Uh, you can get JoJo at JoJo L Mags or you can get Noah at GroundingFF. So we're almost at 22 minutes. I'm, I apologize for the extra long um, uh, spin moves this week, but I figured that we should update everybody as to what's going on. Uh, you guys take it easy, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks.